We don't have a band to play intro music, but there's a mime in the studio, and he's pretending to play... Actually, he's still not pretending to play anything. He's just standing there looking at me. I really wish he would uh, get on top of that. Hello, and welcome to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis, and I've got two great guests coming on the show. Uh, coming up in a little bit, I've got a, uh, a famous actor, and then I've got a uh, not-famous actor. So, uh, exciting things coming up on the show. Uh, before I introduce the first guest, uh, for those of you listening for the first time, Real Movies is a show where I sit down with some uh, some very some interesting guests who are involved in the movie industry, and uh, these guests are real people, uh, and I talk with them about real movies. Neither the guests or the movies are fake, neither are made up. They are real movies and real people, which is why the show is called what it's called. Ladies and gentlemen, the first guest that I have on the show, uh, this is a, a big poll. I'm really, really excited about this one. Uh, I'll tell a little bit of, of the story about how this happened after I introduce him. Uh, you know him from Mad Men. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome John Hamm. Uh, sorry? Uh, you said... Yeah, it, it's you. It's you. Oh, it's me? Yeah. Oh, John Hamm, come uh, on. Hi. Uh, John, you said John Hamm? Yeah, 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 you're good. Like, famous actor John Hamm. Yeah, that's you. Like, Madman John Hamm. Yeah, yeah. I right. Mean, we're, we're the Madman's, Madman's not the main thing we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about some of your other work, too, but, like, yeah. Yes. My other work. Me. John Hamm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No, I'm, yeah, this is fine. Uh, hi. Uh, that, hi, I'm welcome John onto the show, John Hamm. Yeah. Good to see you. Yeah. I'm so, here. Yeah, uh... Well, I wanted to talk about the first movie we're going to talk about, which we'll get to in a little bit, is your uh, upcoming documentary. Uh-huh. Um, but before that, I'll talk a little bit about how, how this happened. Uh, John Hamm is definitely the uh, biggest actor I think we've had on the show. Not biggest size-wise, because we did have uh, Godzilla on the show a little while back, but uh, biggest in terms of... Uh, notor- Actually, no, Godzilla might be more famous than you, John Hamm. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, I've heard of John Hamm. I mean, I've heard of Godzilla, and I've heard of John Hamm, because I am John Hamm. So, I know both actors. So, uh, I, think, I think I've got this covered. So, uh, I, I, I want to tell the story about how this happened. Um, I was just... I realized that uh, John Hamm here is my neighbor. I had no idea... That John Hamm lived in San Marcos, Texas, uh, right next to me, and uh, then I, I walked outside, and there was John Hamm, and I was just like, "Hey, you want to be on my show? Uh, we can talk about your upcoming documentary." And John Hamm didn't even know there was a documentary being made about him, which is crazy. Yeah, uh, you know the fun thing about being me, John Hamm, is uh, that they they kind of. S- I get they sign me up for things and I go to a lot of things without knowing the full context of what position I'm being put in on the show. Uh that's not to say that that's what happened here because I I'm here now and I knew what was happening before I went on to the show. Right, cuz yeah, I told you I was uh, bringing you on to talk about your documentary yes. and you were like, "Wow, they're making a documentary about me?" Yes, uh because you know, as famous actor I uh, have a lot of experience with people making movies about me. Uh, and so it 
you know, it's just the day in the life of being a celebrity. What are you going to do about that? Uh, so what's the documentary called? Well, before we get to that, I want to, if it's okay, talk a little bit about your, uh, your other, your other work, your other filmography, uh, are, so of course you're the most famous from Mad Men. That's your, uh, where you gain the most notoriety. Right. I've seen a few episodes. I mean, I've been in the show. I imagine it's weird to go back and watch your own work. Um, and so I just talk a little bit about what it was like being on Mad Men. Oh, uh. Yeah, so the thing about Mad Men, it's a crazy show. Uh, uh, so there's these men, right? Uh, they're mad. They're 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 really really mad. Uh, like like real angry. I've always wondered who is the maddest man on the show. Oh, definitely me, John Hamm. Uh, uh, as the main actor in the show, uh, I had to film a lot of episodes of that show, and that's. Hold on. What happens in uh, Mad Men? Just testing you, seeing if you remember. Well, in uh, in Mad Men, it's a show about uh, like you said, some men, and they're uh, they're pretty mad. They're pretty mad. They're yeah. pretty mad. And I've always wondered which one was the most mad, and it's, uh, it's it's me, John Hamm. It's nice to hear from like an inside source which man was the maddest. Good, good. Uh, I think we can move on from Mad Men. Uh, I think I think we've talked enough about it because I said everything that needs to be said because it's a wonderful show that I've seen. And Benin. Uh, bless you. So, uh, moving on to, uh, to your documentary, uh, and that is of course, Hammin' Around. Um, right. I, I'm so fascinated by the fact that you didn't know it was being made. Did they, did they not interview you for the documentary or? Um, so, being famous actor John Hamm, uh, they follow me around with cameras all the time. Uh, and so I just assume that they're probably filming my next movie. Uh, but I didn't know it was going to be a documentary, you know, because I just do so many cool things like that. They just film me and that's how they put me onto the shows. Right. So is that, is that just like a normal thing for you? You'll just be going about your day and there'll be camera crews around filming. Yeah, uh, there's probably camera crews in the studio right now. You just can't see them uh, because uh, they hide. Uh, they yeah. hide? Mm-hmm. Huh, I guess that's the best way to, for a documentary, really capture you. Yeah, uh, and I've been on other movies before, and it's totally normal to be filmed, you know. Uh, I've been, I'm used to it. Is that normal practice in Hollywood? None of my other guests have ever talked about that. Oh, uh, see, that's the fun thing is, uh, I'm, I don't live in Hollywood. And so, uh, technically none of my movies are Hollywood movies because they're all filmed right here in San Marcos, Texas, because that's where I live. And why would I travel for work? So you make, whenever you're in a movie or, or TV show, mm -hmm. in the case of the, uh, aforementioned Mad Men, you, uh, you have the rest of the cast and crew come to you rather than you going to them. Yes. Uh, so yeah, no, I have the whole cast and crew come to me, uh, and a lot of them are just spliced, you know. So it's like sometimes, uh, uh, sometimes the actors are in the room with me. Sometimes they're filmed separately, uh, and sometimes it's just just me winging it, you know. Uh, what can I say? I am famous actor John Hamm. 
So how much of your work is scripted and how much of it is them just filming you going about your life? Good question. Uh, so I, obviously being a, an actor, famous actor, John Hamm, I, yes, uh, that's, you. that's me. Yeah. Uh, I've obviously memorized scripts before and I know how to do it. What does that process look like for you? Yeah. Uh, good question. And thank you for asking. I really appreciate it. Uh, why don't we move on? To, to the process of, of your script memorization? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say move on to the next question, because uh, that one kind of stresses me out. Do you often get stressed out uh, on, on set? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the life of a, a guy who does acting is, is stressful, you know? You gotta take your, your anxiety medication and your... Uh, medication for your eye twitch and your medication for the medication for your eye twitch because of the stuff that the medication for your eye twitch does to your eye twitch. Uh, so, uh, you know, inside secrets about John Hamm, me. Uh, that's why my eye is twitching right now, because I'm John Hamm, actor. Wow, uh, you heard it here f- first, folks. Uh, John Hamm has an eye twitch uh, that he takes medication for. Uh, I bet those people who edit the Wikipedia pages are going nuts for this. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, I actually have a Wikipedia guy who follows oh, you me have around and edits my Wikipedia page when I do new things. Do all like famous people who have a Wikipedia page, do they assign them a guy? That's my guess. So, uh, one more question I have for you. Uh... Have you ever thought about opening a ham-themed restaurant? You know, that's a pretty good idea. I'm going to write that down and get back to you because I totally have the ability to open a restaurant with the amount of money that I have being John Ham. And I'm, yeah, great idea. I, I think I could totally, you know, make pork chops and stuff. Uh, sometimes uh, I make one pork chop dinner. And it lasts me like two weeks because it's only like $25. Uh, it's pretty nice. You know, you just use a ton of cabbage in there and it counts as calories, you know. Uh, I mean, I can afford normal food. I was about to say, aren't you like super rich and famous? Like, God, Good question. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of money. I give it all to charity and then I live on a the budget of a mailman, which I am not because I am famous actor John Hamm. Have you ever played a mailman? Mm. You know, I think I saw you leave your house now that I think about it once in a mailman outfit. Was that for a role or something? Or You know, yeah, it was. Because I do acting. And that's a role I did. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for us to go to break. Uh, when we come back, we'll have John Hamm still here in the studio with us. Uh, and then we'll have uh, another guest, a... Uh, not quite as famous actor uh, on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Order in the court. In the distant year of 2021, mankind has traveled to the far reaches of outer space. 
This vast galaxy is full of life forms of every shape and size. And there is one common need that unites them all. Not food. Not water. In space, everybody needs a lawyer. But who can rise to the challenge? Who has the guts to defend the denizens of our universe? I'll tell you who. Lance Vibrato, Astronaut Attorney. Tune in every Sunday at 9 p.m. to hear the cosmic courtroom comedy that befalls Lance Vibrato, Astronaut Attorney. Only on KZSM.org. Hello, and welcome back to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis 2, the clone of Josh Davis, uh, and we've got John Hamm here in the studio. Hi, that's me, John Hamm. Yep, that's him, John Hamm. He's here in the studio. John Hamm is. Mm-hmm. And we've got another guest uh, coming on to the show, uh, the aforementioned uh, not-as-famous actor, but uh, still very important actor uh, to the... Uh, the movies that she's in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome uh, Reese E. Ruff. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. And yeah, it, it is really important what we do um, as actors, all of us here, most of us here, one of us here being actors. Um, can I just say, you look so familiar. Oh, me, John Hamm? Well, yeah, he's John Hamm. You've probably John seen Hamm. him in You've stuff. probably yeah. seen me in Mad Men. He was in Mad Men. That can't be it. No? I'll think of it. I haven't seen Mad Men? Oh, okay. I'll think of it. Nope. I've nah. also been in other movies. Talk a little bit about those other movies you've been in. Yeah, what else have you been in, bud? Um, are we allowed to use our... Uh, no, hold on. Uh, I've been in movies. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've, I've seen you in some movies. I just can't think of what they are right now. Yeah. It, it'll come to me later. Me it'll neither. Come to me later. I, know, know. I, know, I swear I've seen you. Okay. Whatever. That's not important. So, uh, Reese E. Ruff, uh, talk a little bit about what what it is, what kind of roles it is that you do. Because you're, you're cast usually in a very specific kind of role. Yes, um, I am. I like to believe that I actually inspired the roles. Um so, I never thought of myself as an actor. I never grew up thinking that's what I would be. Uh, I actually wanted to uh, to study sports medicine. And I got into being a referee. And um, I, th I think I was a pretty darn good referee for a really long time. I would do Little League games. I would do high school basketball, community things. Um, and because that's really what I'm, you know, involved in is, is helping people in my community. And wouldn't you know it, on my court one day walks this totally downtrodden kid and his golden retriever and you know everybody was told you know telling this kid you can't you, you gotta get your dog off the court you know your dog can't play basketball with us and i said to that kid i said to all of them there's no rule that says dogs can't play basketball and wouldn't you know it i was talking to air buddy I was talking to Air Buddy at that time. And, you know, despite whatever it did say in the rule book, I hadn't read it at the time. It actually didn't say that, so I was really glad to have been backed up. But that dog could really play. And so 
when they decided to make a movie about that real-life dog, they asked me to be that real-life referee. And that moment spurred something in me. This love of acting. Because I wasn't acting. I was telling the truth. Right? There is no rule. There, there are no rules. There are no rules that say dogs can't play basketball. And um, it has been so breathtaking to see the response from people all over the country ever since I started in 1997. Now, do you think there are rules in any other sports that that dogs can't play? You know, I've done a lot of a lot of research on the subject because I have been a referee for since the, since the 1920s. And I have presided over so many games. And it wasn't until this movement in the late 90s that people started to question authority. And to really say, I think dogs should play. No, dogs shouldn't play. There are rules. And you know what? There weren't rules. And we checked the rule book for basketball. And that's where it started back in 1997. Now, in 1998, people were getting antsy. They were saying, okay, if we can do this, what else can we do? Can we play football? Yes. Yes, Josh, we can play football. Weeping dogs. Dogs can play football because there's no rule in the rule book. And that's when I started not just getting into acting because they did, again, ask me to reprise my role um, in the 1998 Airbud sequel, Airbud Golden Receiver. And we had just lost Air Buddy. And it, it was really weighing on all of us. So we wanted to do justice to the original trailblazer of dogs' rights in sports. And it dawned on us that this was bigger than all of us. It was bigger than Buddy. And it was bigger than his subsequent nine puppies that he sired throughout his life. The Air Buddies. The Air Buddies, of The course. Air Buddies, yes. It was bigger than all of us. Because it turned out nobody had thought to write in any of these rule books what animals can and can't play. And to this day, I dare you to look into a rule book and find... A rule that says a turtle can't play. You know, this has been a pretty, of course, since Airbud came out, this has been a pretty hotly debated subject. It's very controversial whether or not dogs, and by extension other animals, mm-hmm. should be allowed to play sports. Uh, and do you think there will be rules in the rule books prohibiting this? Do you think they'll they'll make rules? or? Um, I think, look, I... I, I I've been very interested in in the journey that we're all going through as a nation to decide who who can and can do something, right? Do we have a right to govern, right, this dog's body, right? Do we have or do we have the opportunity to to limit who can and can't play games on the blacktops? Does it extend past the field, right, into the homes, right? Where does it stop? And so I went to the Austin ISD, you know, board of trustees, and I said, who do you think you are saying that my French bulldog can't play lacrosse with my son? They're best friends. Does your French bulldog play lacrosse? Well, look, I would like my French bulldog to be given a tryout, right? I'm not saying my French bulldog is good. But I'm saying, hey, give him a fair shake. He knows how to shake. Ask him. Wave a little treat. Say, 
shake. Right? If you if you, if you just give him the chance, then he will shake. And look, there's a lot of mechanics in lacrosse that my French bulldog is not incredibly equipped to do right now, but that doesn't mean he can't be trained. I've and, always thought that my Chihuahua Poodle mix uh, could uh, secretly uh, play badminton. Man, who are you? Uh, I'm John Hamm. I don't think that's true. John Hamm, have you, were you in any of the Air Bud movies? Uh, no, but I looked it up and I was in Baby Driver. And you know who you played in Baby Driver, John Hamm? You would know this, wouldn't you, John Hamm? What was your character's name, John Hamm? Yeah, what was your character's name again? I think it said, I mean, I knew, I know it was Buddy. It was Buddy. It was like, Buddy. Like, like the dog. Like the dog. Hey. You're yeah. welcome. We're one and the same, you know? So, you and I as actors. The movie that I wanted to uh, to talk about, and if I'm not mistaken, you're in this one too, is uh, the upcoming spinoff to Airbud, and that is, of course, uh, Waterbud Surf's Pup. Waterbud Surf's Pup was so much fun to do. Um, I was flown out to Hawaii to do this role. They didn't have me audition, right? At this point in my career, I don't have to audition anymore. Same. Right. Oh, well, I mean, of I course, because you're John Hamm. I don't know if you've ever been to one audition. No, because I'm John Hamm. Uh, well, I guess you're probably offer only, right? Exactly. I swear I've seen you on my street. Hmm. Well, I live in town. He is my neighbor. Yeah, and I've look, I've been on your street, but I don't know if that's where I've seen this guy. Maybe if... <sighs> it'll come look, to me. Look, why don't we change the subject? It'll come to me. So I was in Hawaii, and when we got to the water, um, we had a little bit of a meet and greet. We did a, we did, um, a collaboration with the Kids' Choice Awards where the top uh, 10 most spirited 8- to 10-year-olds... Um, that threw their hands in the air and just waved them around really hard at the Kids' Choice Awards. They got to fly out to Hawaii to see us do Waterbud Surf's Pup. How do you judge that? How excitedly they're waving their hands in the air? Well, there's this meter that we put on screen. And when we show the camera, you know, when we... <laughs> we survey the audience and we just... We look at all the kids, and when you point the camera at a kid, this amazing things happen. And they just start waving their hands vigorously, just just menacingly. Sometimes it's dangerous. And it's really hard for an untrained eye to see, but when you look at the, the scream meter and the danger meter and the veracity meter that we put on screen at the Kids' Choice Awards, you can, you can tell when it gets to the red. The red is the um, the bad zone, actually. It goes full throttle. And these kids, some of them have nothing else to go home to. And so they're just waving. <laughs> they're waving. I'd like to take this moment to say that I looked it up and uh, I was also in another movie. But since I put my phone down, I forgot what it was. I believe that to be true. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Uh... I'm sure when you're in so many movies like you were, John Hamm, you tend to forget what some of them were. Oh, 100%. I, I've been in so many movies that I know about. So I'm not past this scream meter thing. Mm -hmm. um, does each kid get their own meter? Well, you, you, Or is it just like, can you tell who's contributing most to the meter? 
Um, a lot of times you, yeah, there's a lot of kids on screen, right? It's a, it's a wide, it's a wide lens, um, wide angle shot, right? Of the crowd. And you can zoom in. You can zoom in on one kid or sometimes you have a group, a group of kids that band together to achieve something greater than the sum of themselves. And that is when a screamometer goes to, to places unknown. And it, it, there's animation where the glass breaks and you never expect it to happen. But it happened. I've only seen it once before, and that was at a hockey game um, when it said to make some noise. And the crowd was really going wild there. And I thought to myself, this is just like that. And these kids deserve to come to Hawaii. And so they did. They flew out courtesy of the Kids' Choice Awards and Danimals. And when we were at the edge of the water, you could tell these kids were so thrilled to meet uh, Waterbud. Waterbud was the the late Waterbud, the dolphin um, that that um, it got. Don't worry, we got to film the whole movie. Died after. Um, the late Waterbud was our dolphin that had one shorter fin than another one, but with its long fin, it was so so good at hula hoop and <laughs> surfing. Which is what the film was about. Surf's pup. Um, it, it was a baby a baby dolphin. A pup of a dolphin. The Town. It was called The Town. I found the movie. The, the Waterbed movie's called The Town? Oh, sorry. I'm interrupting. Y'all were talking about something? I was looking something up on my phone. He's Googling who John Hamm is. I, look, Josh, I don't think this is the guy you think he is. Where did you meet him? Well, it looks like it is time for us to go to break. When we come back, uh, we'll still have John Hamm here in the studio talking about all the movies he's been in. And we'll have uh, Reese Ruff, and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, Waterbud before we move on to the next movie we have to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. What is the difference between a good detective and a great detective? Determination, mental fortitude, Stone-cold confidence? Probably, but not for Detectives Slim and Scalia. Find out what sets them apart every Sunday from 9 to 10 p.m. on the improv radio drama The Pork Walks at Midnight. See you then. Hello, and welcome back to Peace. I'm your host, Josh Davis too, the clone of Josh Davis, and I have in here in the studio with me uh, John Hamm, of all people, Thanks Wouldn't, for having me. Thanks for being on the show, John Ham. And uh, I also have a uh, Reese Ruff, who is the uh, real life referee and actor of a referee uh, for the Airbud films. It's an honor to be nominated. Uh, this isn't an award show. I just no one's brought it up yet, but I was um, nominated um, at the Kids Choice Awards um, back in 1997. Oh, what and, were it, you- and it was in an is it an honor, and that's all. What were you nominated for? Um, m- m- most happening. <laughs> uh, I earned a Golden Globe Award for Best Actor in a Television Series Dash Drama in 2008, and again in 2016 at the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actor. Uh, sorry. Did you remember that, or did you write that down? Um, good question. I remembered it because I am John Hamm. 
I'm sure you've won lots of awards. It's probably hard to remember them all and keep them all straight, being famous after John Hamm. Yeah, exactly. You understand. Josh, this guy's your neighbor? Yeah, John Hamm. I found out he lives right next to me. But how did you find out he was John Hamm? Well, I just, I mean, look at him. I'm, I'm, Josh, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him. Don't, this guy, you, don't you hear his voice? It's that classic uh, deep John Ham voice. Why don't you say something John Ham says? Why don't you give me one of your Mad Men lines? Yeah, say one of the Mad Men lines. Sell me this pen. I am John Ham, and I am so mad. Oh, I love when he says that. Mad for men. Buy this pen. Look, J- Josh, I, I don't. I, that I, line. I don't mean to. Look, I don't mean to insult your guest. I just. There is no way that this is John Hamm. This is this is Tom Scam. So what movie are we talking about? This oh, is the next, Bob. Uh, the next Spam. movie we have to talk about is a uh, Paw Patrol: First Blood, and that is, of course, the sequel to Paw Patrol the movie. We talked about Paw Patrol the movie mm-hmm. uh, several weeks ago on the show, and uh, it was, of course, the movie in which uh, the Paw Patrol. Uh, aggressively and violently takes over new york Mm -hmm. Uh, nukes were involved i didn't see the movie uh i'm just recalling from Mm -hmm. from my guests and we have a now the sequel has come out Mm. which there was a whole thing it was announced before it was it was this was the original movie you know and then they decided to make it the second movie when they started Mm. making another one they're like Mm. oh we're going to release this movie first, and then this other movie we were already working on. Mm-hmm. Do you know who played the lead actor in that movie? In Paw Patrol First Blood? Yes. I believe it was a dog named Mason. But do you know who voiced him? Was it John Hamm? It was John Hamm. John Hamm. If you don't know otherwise. Why don't you ever say me? Uh, why, why would he say Reese Ruff? No, I would say Reese Ruff. I am a referee. I am Reese Ruff. I am John Hamm. This is Hamm. not John Hamm. Yes. You never me, s- famous actor John Hamm. See, I yeah, said me. you're not John Hamm. He is. Uh, neither of us are John Hamm. I am John Neither of us? Yeah, he is. No, the three of us. The th- we thrice, none being John yeah. Hamm. <laughs> three people can't Similar be John Hamm. Similar in dignity, not quite. Only one person can be John Hamm. So I want to talk a little bit about Paw Patrol First Blood. Uh, you know, they. I, I read for one of the scenes... In Paw Patrol, well, I was the lead actor. Oh, did they did they do any sports in in Paw Patrol: First Blood? So they, um, it turns out, there's not a lot of rules for what they can be outside of sports as well. So they had me read a scene. Um, people were having a hard time believing that the officers of the Paw Patrol could be capable of such atrocities, and so I read the line: "There's no rule in the rule book that says." The officers can't commit atrocities. And that part was cut um, due to time, I believe. Um, but I did still get paid for a day's work. It was um, 1750. Mm-hmm. Aren't there, so there aren't rules that dogs can go, can't go to war, right? Right, yeah. No, no there, there have been actually a number of movies that I've been um, in that just didn't make it to the mainstream audience. But there was a cult following that was really interested in what dogs can and can't do. Um, so I was I was um, an executive producer on a lot of those as well. Um, but but sometimes I really just got to sink into my acting chops. Um, I was in James Budd. 
because there's actually no rules that dogs can't be British. Oh, that's not in the British like constitution. No, no, there's there, there's there's no rules. There's no rules saying that they can't be British or or spies. I was also in Ocean's Buddies. Um, and that one was so much fun. The cast and I, we ha- we shared a lot of laughs, a lot of a lot of barks and ruffs and giggles, and you know we, the way the way actors get close on a set, uh, doing capers together. I guest yeah. starred in Thirty Rock. You are just a liar. I don't think I don't think you are. Yeah, I don't think you are who you that, say that you are. That is kind of a lie because you know you didn't guest star. You stole the show. On 30 Rock. Thank you. Thank you. I know I did. I love being me, John Hamm. See, I'm saying me now. That There was a, there was a me. Yeah. Or I'm a him. Me. Or I. How would you say that? Oh my goodness. I know where I've seen you from. Which, no, you which movie have you seen him in? You? No. Oh my gosh. I had to run. I, the other day I was running after the mail truck because I didn't. There was a trash can blocking my mailbox, and I really needed a check that was in there because I'm kind. I'm on my last. I'm on my last leg financially, and so I was running after the mail truck, and so I stopped in front of it. I almost got run over by this guy, and it's him. It's this guy. Oh. I can explain. You, you had my check. Well, I can see the confusion. It's because he's he's doing a doing a movie where he's a mailman. I was we doing a about role a of being a mailman, and for the role. I delivered actual mail to real people and got a job as a mailman and that explains it, doesn't it? Doesn't that explain that? Yeah, no, I think that explains it pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. You've been to No, you've been the mailman. I've lived I've lived in this this same house for 30 years. You've been the same mail person. That's some commitment. Uh, to the, to yeah, it's called method acting. Yeah, I know. Well, it was a huge mortgage. Like, I can't afford to move anywhere else. No, dude, that's come on, d- cut it out, man. You're the mail. You're the mailman. You're just the mailman. You're just the mailman. There's nothing wrong with being just the mailman. Is that what the movie's called? Like, just the mailman. Mm, I like that. Yes. Is that what? Is that true? Because you like it, or is it true because it's correct? Um, well, I'm not lying. Why would I lie about being me? Yeah, John, actor John, John Hamm, Hamm doesn't need to lie. So, I mean, I guess it, unless you consider acting lying, in which case was ba- okay. So tell riddle, riddle me this, John Hamm, was Batman lying? Who, who's Batman? I'm sorry. Oh, oh, you mean Batman, like the superhero? Okay, in Baby Driver, right? Did you memorize that, or did someone follow you around? Oh yeah, they filmed that in San Marcos, Texas. Did they kill your wife? Do you miss her? You know, there are some things that are a little too personal to ask on a radio station, and you're asking if they killed John Hamm's wife? I mean, me? You're not wearing a ring. I noticed that when you walked in. Do I have a wife? That was the first thing I noticed. Hold on. One second. John Hamm is married Josh, to... Josh, he's Googling it. Uh, he doesn't know, because no, he's not John I'm just, Hamm. I'm just looking at who I'm married to. Sometimes oh, you, I forget. You know, you're an actor. You get uh, mixed up in the role. You forget what's you, and you forget... He, you know, he's a method actor. He's in charge of my mail. John this Hamm guy has wife, access uh, Jennifer to Westfeld. millions of mailboxes. I divorced in 2015, thank you very much. Oh, so you're single. Yeah. 
Me, John Ham. John Ham. So, uh, do you want to get drinks after this? That doesn't sound too bad. So, I want to go back to something we were talking about earlier. Uh, is Batman lying? <laughs> I think I have an opinion on this because I've seen Batman movies. Uh, and I think I can speak on this. So, Batman uh, is pretending to be a bat. But he's not. That he's is his whole thing. It's it's pretend he's pretending to be a bat. He wants people to think he is a bat, like like a bat. Yeah, like the animal. They just they they follow him around as a bat. Yeah, and that's how it was made. I yeah. played Batman. When? Uh, between the time when someone else played Batman and the other person. Wow, oh. I missed oh, that one. Right, I've got to go yeah. watch that. I want to yeah. see John Hamm as Batman. Uh, you know, you know what they say about me, John Hamm. I played Batman. Wow, I didn't know they said that. I'll have to go see that Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's time for us to go to our next break. When we come back, we'll still have a uh, John Hamm and Reese E. Ruff here in the studio, and we'll talk about some upcoming movies. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. <laughs> Howdy, partner. Does your daily routine usually consist of train robberies, horse fights, gunslinging, or all-around adventuring throughout the Wild West? Because if it doesn't, then you need to tune in to the best cowboy comedy radio play this side of the Mississippi. And that's Roscoe Taylor, the Tallahassee tween, broadcasting on KZSM every Sunday at 8 p.m. Tune in. You'll be glad you did. Hello, and welcome back to Real Movies. I'm Josh Davis, too, the clone of Josh Davis, and I have here in the studio with me uh, two very special guests. I have a famous actor, John Hamm. Oh, yeah. Hi. And I have a referee and actor of referees, uh, Reese E. Ruff. And philanthropist. And philanthropist. Mm -hmm. How much philanthropy do you do? Oh, a lot. Like what? What kind of philanthropy? Like what? What do you do? Yeah, um, it's kind of this program that we have for um, little girls who have never seen um, referees. They've just never like seen referees. Yeah, and it's kind of really sad. It's kind of. Sorry. Um, Are these the children who have nothing to come home to? Oh, there, there, there are so many children who have nothing to go home to. Um, not even it, referees. That's not even referees. That's pretty sad. And so they live in this world. Um, children need stability. They crave stability. They crave routine. And these kids, they don't have any rules. They don't have any structure. They don't have any referees. And when they're playing out there, and they don't have anyone to tell them goal to tell them score and to tell them bump set spike and there was a time when i didn't have that either so i wanted to give all these little girls um an example to live up to um and to show them that there's there's no rule in the rule book that says you can't be special (laughs) you're so honest (laughs) and genuine just like you, John Hamm. 
Okay. <clears throat> I think I have to. I have to come out and say it. I'm not John Hamm. <gasps> I'm Ben Wilson, mailman. Oh, is that the role you're playing? Ben Wilson, mailman? No. For upcoming movie? I'm just a guy. I'm just a mailman. You know, you are so down to earth. You are just like a guy, John Hamm. I'm not John Hamm. Yeah, you know, now that you say that, you really do immerse yourself in the role and you become someone else. You know, you're not just John Hamm anymore. You are Ben Wilson. Josh, I I think he's being serious. He does have such like a serious depth to his acting. Like it's it's amazing. But anyways, it's time for us to cover some upcoming movies uh that we have to talk about. Uh so the way that this works is I'm going to read off the titles of some uh, real upcoming movies, and then my guests here are going to take turns uh, describing what these movies are about. And these descriptions are, of course, very, very real, just like my guests are real, just like uh, my guest here is really John Hamm. Uh, these are real descriptions for real movies. You guys ready to get started? Of course. Yeah. All sure. right. Uh, John Hamm. Uh, the first one we have is Blacklight. Blacklight. So, Blacklight is a movie about, uh, a bunch of people who, uh, are kind of stuck in this, uh, post-apocalyptic wasteland, and they have no lights to turn on at night. And then one day, they find a blacklight. And they realize that they can come together as a community through raving. Wow, sounds incredible. So is is the whole post-apocalyptic thing just that there's no lights, or is, is there more to it? Or So there's electricity, they have, like, other stuff, uh, but there's just no, no lights. Oh, okay. The apocalypse was the destruction of all the lamps and light posts. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like that, the, like that one TV show where, uh, like electricity just stopped working except it was still worked in people's bodies and stuff wasn't it called like revolution or yeah. something uh but it still worked in people's bodies and their explanation for that was just like aliens you know uh so i think their explanation for light stopping working is aliens as well this is actually a sequel to revolution oh okay and revolution Black lights. They should have called it Revolution. They should have called it Revolution. Yeah, they wanted to distance themselves from the show. All right, uh, Reese E. Ruff, if you want to take the uh, next upcoming movie, it is Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile. Man, isn't that just a, a kooky place for death to happen? Right there on the Nile. And that's what happens right there on the Nile. There's, 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 there's laughs, there's, there's kooks. There's criminals. Are there crocodiles? And there's crocs. Mm. Oh, right I'm there sure. on the Nile. Crocs everywhere. Right there on the Nile. Yeah. So it's about this um, this uh, petrified old man um, confronting the darkest parts of himself as he realizes that he only has 90 days to live. So he goes and he lives out his dream with his two-year-old grandson. Uh, really a, a, a terrible time to be in charge of a toddler. And you you think he is right there at, at death's doorstep. And he goes into the Nile. And you know what the Nile really is? It's the fountain of youth. 
and the whole river the whole river yeah it's like someone someone just broke the dam of youth and it's just flooded the whole nile with just just jubilance and just breathtaking just these 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 wide-eyed babies there's so many so many people that were just in the nile are now turned into infants Did um, you say in denial I'm in they're denial in denial about about about, about how their life is has has turned out. Well, hey, now they get a second chance, right? Yeah, they get to start they start all over. Um, it, it it poses a lot of questions. It's by a French filmmaker, um, and the French are very fond of questions. Um, they love those things. Yeah, so like if the old man turned into um, a baby, right? Then what did the toddler turn into? Where is the toddler? French questions like je ne sais quoi. And that, and 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 then that's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this movie is kind of like the opposite of that movie about the beach where it makes you old. Yes, it's the Nile that makes you young. The Nile that makes but you young. Because death is not a, a, an ending; it is a beginning. Whoa. Right, right. Death on the Nile, mm-hmm. and you know there was so much champagne in that movie. There was, was what, there was so much champagne. Was that the, the, what was coming out of the fountain of youth? And pouring into yeah. the Nile it's of just Youth. Champagne. It's just champagne. champagne. I think that's where they get all of the champagne from. The mm-hmm. Fountain of Youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the well, Nile. Wine moms should be switching to champagne. Mm-hmm. You know, it's from the when people say it's from the Champagne region of France, they meet. They're talking about France, the Nile, France, the city in the Nile. Oh. And yeah. 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 All right, uh, John Hamm. If you want to take this next upcoming movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one we have to talk about is uh, Tall Girl 2. Could you refer to me as Ben Wilson? Oh, yeah. Is this like a method acting thing? Sure. Okay. Uh, ben Wilson, wink. Uh, the next upcoming movie is Tall Girl 2. Tall Girl 2. It's the sequel to Tall Girl. Uh, it's actually not the sequel to Tall Girl. Wait, really? Yeah. Uh, so they just... It was just a naming mishap. You know, they said they called it Tall Girl 2... And uh, then when they found out that there was already a movie called Tall Girl, everybody got confused. And so all the media outlets are saying it's a sequel, but it's really just about a tall girl who duplicates herself and is now two tall girls uh, and then uh, has to deal with uh, life being a, uh, a, a kid in uh, the middle of nowhere uh, because everybody's abandoned her because she's two people. Uh, but she can only control them as one person, kind of like uh, uh, that one game in uh, on Disney, uh, on the Disney Channel website, uh, where you uh, controlled uh, two versions of Alex from Wizards of Waverly Place and guided them both through a maze at the same time. I'm familiar. Yeah. That famous game. Well, that sounds like a really interesting movie because, uh, of course, I have experience with duplication being a clone of the original Josh Davis. Right. Uh, all right. The next upcoming movie we have to talk about, uh, Reese E. Ruff, if you want to take this one, is The Sky is Everywhere. The Sky is Everywhere. Now, I am not a huge fan of action movies um, or sports movies, but... The Sky is Everywhere is one of my favorite films of the year. I got a screener for it um, because I am part of the Screen Actors Guild, and I am pretty high up on the list. Um, 
and the sky is everywhere is is just um it is not family friendly it is probably family detrimental i think that families would break up and fight over this because it just it inspires so much rage um and that's what we need we need to move people the sky is everywhere is really about two fighter pilots who decide man I can fly wherever I want. And they do. Are there rules about where they can fly? And, and so I actually, I, I, they cut my scene. But I was asked to be in the sky is everywhere. And I was in that pivotal courtroom scene where they were, they were about to convict these men of flying too many places. And, and I said, Your Honor, there's no rule in the rule book that says... What is the sky? And what can I fly? Your Honor, look with these men. And they cut that scene for time. But everybody in the test screenings really loved it. It was a pacing. It was a pacing thing. That seems like um, a really important scene to uh, to <laughs> cut from the movie where they they make the decision. It seems like the the resolution of the whole thing. Does yeah, they just kind of skip past it and just they already accept that it happened. There's an insane jump cut, and I don't know why they thought it was better to to take out the scene than to put it in, and it hurt my feelings so much. But oh, did they pay yeah. you for the role? Oh uh, yeah, seventeen fifty, and an I, hour or total. It I t- it was one hour. I, I'm a one take. Okay, I'm a one take wonder. <laughs> And I was there on set with the other the other talent, and wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? They had they had the same golden retriever. They had the same golden retriever from Airbud's seventh inning fetch. They were playing one of the pilots, and it was just a roundabout. I was like, "What are you doing oh, here?" Well, there are no rules that dogs can't fly planes, and that was the thing. So that there, there was no rule. But the thing is, is that it was a girl, and there are rules there are that ru- say girls can't fly planes, oh. and it didn't even matter that it was a dog. And you know, that's where I put my hands up. I said, "All right, you got me." There's a rule. There is a rule. And so the sky is everywhere when you think about it. Um, it's just you, you, you have to go see it. Not with family, but you have to go see it. Well, folks, that is uh, all the time that we have on the show today. Uh, John Ham, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, uh, Ben, what was your character's name? Ben Wilson. I'm just your neighbor, dude. Yeah, I know. It's it's so cool that I live next to John Hamm. Thank you so much for being on the show and talking about your uh, upcoming documentary. Uh, and yeah, it was great to have John Hamm on the show. Okay. And uh, Reese Eruf, uh, thank you for coming on and enlightening us on how the Airbud movies came to be. Yeah, um, th- thank you so much for letting me tell my story and share with the world. Um, everything that like is love and is truth and that's what makes us all special and i'm not acting when i say that um but ben if you have any extra stamps i could really use some uh they actually are uh 12 dollars uh, for a pack of 20 if you want some i sell them on the side oh john ham you 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 deal with stamps is this part of the the movie that you're in or yeah sure all right well that is all for the show tonight folks uh we'll see you next week